0: Today is Thursday, March 31st, 2022, and the breakup is officially on between the Biden crime family and the corporate press. The corporate press salting the earth with their toxic ex, saying bye-bye to Joe Biden. The Washington Post reveals details about the Biden family influence peddling in communist China and says, well we probably bet on the wrong horse here. They joined CNN, CBS, NBC, and the entire course of the corporate press in saying, we don't want to play with you anymore. The FEC has fined Hillary Clinton over the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. 21 states file a lawsuit against the federal mask mandate in transportation, and Florida's registered Republican voters outnumber Democrats by 100,000 for the first time. It's raining good news from heaven. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. A federal investigation into Hunter Biden has gained steam in recent months. CNN has learned from multiple sources that a flurry of witnesses have provided testimony and more are expected to talk to investigators in the coming weeks. Tonight reports that the Justice Department's investigation into the tax affairs of President Biden's son Hunter is intensifying. Sources telling ABC News that in recent weeks, a grand jury in Wilmington has heard from a parade of witnesses about payments Hunter Biden received while on the board of the Ukrainian gas company, Burisma. Multiple sources tell CBS News that the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's business practices is broader than previously known. The probe is exploring whether the younger Biden and his associates violated tax, money laundering and foreign lobbying laws. This is very, very bad for the president's son. Imagine you were in a relationship with a toxic person and you knew you had to get out of that relationship and you knew that toxic person didn't like you. You knew the breakup was coming and you wanted to get ahead of the disaster, the blow up. Everyone's had a bad relationship. Everyone remembers back to high school or whenever when they dated the person. It wasn't just wasn't exactly right for them. What you end up doing in that situation oftentimes is salting the earth. You end up making sure that things and life get very, very difficult before the imminent breakup, And you want to be the person that breaks up first. You see, you don't want to be broken up with. You don't want to be shown to be the person who was clinging on for dear life to the thing that was false and fabricated and untrue and not good for you. You didn't want to be the person who was made a fool of what you just saw there in those clips is the media breaking up with Joe Biden. It's the media full breakup with the Biden family. And boy, were they in a hot, sexy relationship for a while, man. They were doing everything to keep that body warm. Holy smokes, man. I've never seen the media fully embrace and slobber and public PDA in every conceivable way, holding hands, holding up your head, wiping the dribbled applesauce from the old crusty mouth, man, love is weird and love is super creepy when it comes to the media and Joe Biden and this relationship is now done. ABC News, CNN, NBC, CBS, The Washington Post, The New York Times, all of them now turning on the Biden crime family. That's how you know. You know the breakup is real and you know it's going to get worse. Let me give you a little bit of insight into my 10 years as a member of the DC press chattering class, so to speak. I spent 10 plus years in Washington DC as a reporter, as a journalist, and as somebody who's covering Congress and the White House day in and day out. Let me tell you a little secret. The media don't like to be wrong. The media clearly have a agenda and a policy and a preferred party preference, but they don't like to be made wrong they don't like to be made fools of. In 2016, on election night, they were made fools of and people started to realize that the media was broken. Time after time during the Trump presidency, they were made fools of. Things that they said turned out to be not true. This becomes a scandal after a while when people stop tuning in. So what the media is doing right now is getting ahead of something way, way bigger in the Hunter Biden crime family collapse. They're getting ahead of something much larger that is on the horizon. They are trying to set the table, salt the earth as you would in a poisonous and toxic relationship to make sure that this doesn't come back to bite them. The media supports the Democratic Party and they support the Biden family in so much as it doesn't hurt their bottom line. They are absolutely as parasitic as the corporate elites They have no loyalties. They have no actual pride. They have no spine. They don't actually really defend anything. And as soon as it becomes something that could blow back in their faces, they will turn like that. And that's why you've seen outlets who haven't said Hunter Biden's name in 300 days, like CBS and NBC have not said the name Hunter Biden on air in hundreds of days. We've said it almost daily on this program because it's been newsworthy. But these places have tried as hard as they could to stay away from the story and to try and make it not a thing. And now that it's going to be a thing, and now that it's going to be really, really bad and they're all aware of it, they're saying, well, now is the time to plant our stake in the ground and to reverse as quickly as possible on this relationship and to get out of this toxic relationship before it brings all of us down. Let's start breaking up. And that's what you see today. Every single corporate media company on planet Earth, but certainly in this continent, decided in a single day, in a time span of 24 hours, to start covering this story? No, 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 no. There's only two options. One, that they all suddenly realized it was true after two and a half years from the New York Post's original reporting... On the Hunter Biden laptop, suddenly every editor and every president of every corporate news company publicly traded in America decided in the same window of time that this was suddenly a true story. Or the other, more plausible and absolutely true reason that they're all doing this is they know this is about to bring down the Biden crime family. And they do not want to be on the side of facilitating crimes or not reporting on the largest political scandal in American history. You see, I was very young at the time when the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, White House sexual affair blew up in the face of Bill Clinton. You see, there was the story sort of ping pong balling around Washington. Reporters talked about it. People sort of knew, everyone knew that Bill Clinton was a dog and a complete animal. In fact, it's rumored that Bill Clinton was actually in a relationship with a White House reporter. That's a rumor. Who knows? Would love to find out the answer to that, but come on, ladies and gentlemen, would it really be a bridge too far? Ladies and gentlemen, one of the worst tactics of the communist is to try and just silence your voice. They don't believe in free speech. They don't even believe in ideas that are different than theirs. It's a religion for these people. That's why deplatforming is one of their greatest tools. They want to take you off the internet. Build your own internet, the commies say. And you know, one company went out and did it. That's why we're proud to partner with RightForge. RightForge is a company that went out and built their own internet, their own servers, their own hardware in order to keep conservatives online. It's the only internet company devoted to core American values like free speech. On the front lines against the leftist cancel culture is RightForge and conservatives like me are threatened by big tech deplatforming. That's why I'm very proud to say that The BennyJohnson.com platform is completely hosted by RightForge. They're helping also bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social. So move your site, your domains to RightForge.com, the real American internet. It's time to support a company that supports you and supports American values and supports free speech. RightForge, ladies and gentlemen, the true American internet. What you had was a known secret, something that was absolutely true, sitting in the palm of the craw of multiple reporters and specifically Newsweek. The way the story goes is like this, because Matt Drudge tells this story and has been on the record about this story. Newsweek knew about Monica Lewinsky. They knew about Linda Tripp's recordings. They knew that Bill Clinton was stooping a White House intern inside the Oval Office and that it was a scandal of magnanimous proportions. I mean, this was a blow-the-roof-off-the-White House, with everyone on it. Newsweek didn't report it. Newsweek said, because it would be us sticking our neck out, we're not going to do it. We're certainly not going to make the mark on us. We have no journalistic integrity. The journalists of yesteryear who had stamina and guts and would go to war zones and would report uncomfortable things to hold powerful people accountable, that's not us anymore. We're party apparatchiks. This was back in 1998, 1997 and 1998. So Newsweek, who had the bombshell story of the last century, sitting in their editorial paw, said, nope, threw it away. And it led to Matt Drudge, who was just a blogger, who ran a virtually unknown site, Matt Drudge to actually break the story. Matt Drudge, whose site has sadly gone absolutely haywire and freakazoid to the left for some reason or another. I'm not sure. Whatever. I don't know Matt Drudge. Matt Drudge's site broke this story. And after he broke the story and verified it, suddenly drip, 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 everyone started reporting it because no one's brave in the media. No one's actually does journalism in the media. They just do groupthink. And now no one wanted to be behind the story. Suddenly everyone jumped on board. That's what you're seeing happen here. Trust me. I've worked in these press rooms. I've held my press pass. For the White House and for Capitol Hill, I've been in these halls and in these rooms with these reporters and with these outlets. I've worked inside of some of these newsrooms. This is what's happening. They're seeing that the thing that they all knew was real, whether it be Bill Clinton stooping an intern or whether it be Hunter Biden's laptop, they know it was real. They knew it was real. They knew it was real. And they don't want to be behind the story. Now that it's going to lead to them being embarrassed, egg on their face, fried, disgusting egg all over their faces. The American public is going to see them for what they are, as they as we have seen for many, many years. Party apparatchiks for the DNC, now they're starting to say, wait a second, this is going to affect our business model. We're going to look like idiots when we don't report this stuff. We're going to look as though it, it's going to be very plain because law enforcement will be bringing Hunter Biden to justice in shackles, most likely. Hunter Biden will go to prison, most likely. Maybe Joe Biden will be impeached over this. We better be on the right side of this story. That's what the corporate press is saying right now in a panic. And that is why for this show, I was able to show you at the very start clips from CNN, ABC News, CBS, NBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all covering this story, all verifying what we knew from years ago. But it's the Washington Post that I want to read you today. The Washington Post released the biggest bombshell reporting so far in history on the Hunter Biden laptop. The Washington Post, ladies and gentlemen, is an organ of the DNC. It is owned by a DNC super mega donor, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos's wife just gave the largest contribution in, uh, in history to Planned Parenthood. Trust me, this is not a right-wing outlet. The Washington Post is, by every measure, a left-wing outlet. So why, indeed, would they be suddenly telling the truth about Hunter Biden's laptop? Why would they publish this story, which I am about to read to you, about Hunter Biden's criminal activity with the communist Chinese. It is either two things. Either the Washington Post suddenly had a bolt of lightning through their skull and said, wow, this thing's real. (laughs) Hey, or they said, wait a second. This is going to bring down the collapse of our preferred political party and candidate. And if we aren't reporting this stuff, then we are the ones who are going to go down with him. The breakup is real. This is happening. The corporate press has broken up with Biden, and now they will become the cudgel that destroys and defeats and collapses the Biden crime family. And ladies and gentlemen, the calls are coming from inside the house. Let us begin. The Washington Post reveals details about Biden's family influence peddling after ignoring bombshell report. That's right. After initially refusing to report on Hunter Biden's dealings with foreign countries, the Washington Post has released a review condemning many of the details first revealed by the New York Post. Huge credit to the New York Post. We love the New York Post. We talk about the New York Post. We feature them on the site all the time. They were right. They were right. They were right. We only read to you from corporate press to show you the real story, which is that the Biden crime family syndicate is officially going down. Even CNN is reporting that federal investigations into Hunter Biden's business dealings are very, very real and substantial and pose serious federal crimes. There's a realistic chance that this could result in federal charges, says CNN. Now, because they sell, because they said it, because they said it, we have to show you the clip. Our jaws were on the floor. We're going to pause from reading this Washington Post article to show you this clip from CNN. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, rub your eyes, grab your cup of coffee. You're not going to believe what we're about to show you watch well brianna this is a very real very substantial investigation of potentially serious federal crimes we are seeing federal prosecutors in delaware do exactly what you would expect to see federal prosecutors do in this situation they're talking to witnesses they're bringing people into the grand jury they're issuing subpoenas and i would expect as evan reported they're now gaining steam and they need to make a decision i think in the at least intermediate future this case has been going on for four years. And there is a realistic chance this could result in federal charges, of course. Then we'd be in unprecedented political territory, not legal territory, but a situation of having potentially the Justice Department prosecuting and trying to imprison the son of the president. This stuff doesn't happen by accident. This isn't suddenly CNN growing a spine overnight, growing a moral journalistic backbone overnight. They're getting ahead of something. Much, much bigger. Did you know that Hunter Biden had an office in Washington, D.C. that was paid for by the Communist Chinese Party and that Joe Biden had a key to that office? Oh, you didn't? Oh. Well, guess what? Maybe you did. Maybe you've paid attention. And for that, bravo to you, dear informed viewer. However, the libs who are cocoon creatures. I call them cocoon creatures. They live inside this little cocoon prepared and presented for them, right? Where they think that Dr. Fauci is a god and, you know, they think everything that is all the bilge that is pushed toward them, right? On On the train, they just eat it all up. They are finding out for the first time that this is a real thing. The people who read the Washington Post every single morning are some of the most uninformed people in America. But upon this morning, they are opening up their Washington Post. They're grabbing it in Georgetown. Their smug liberal neighbors with the Priuses and Teslas in their driveways. And they're grabbing their cup of coffee and they're opening up the Washington Post. And they're saying, wait, the CEF China Energy Company paid for an office and signed a million dollar retainer with Hunter Biden with Joe Biden's name attached to it? Well, uh, that sounds like a huge conflict of interest. That sounds like something that's going to take down the presidency. This is their first morning. Say a prayer for these people. I'm a believer. Say a prayer to God for these people because they are about to have their world destroyed. Washington Post confirms government documents, bank statements, and emails from the hard drive of Hunter Biden's now infamous laptop that he and his uncle James Biden made lucrative deals with Chinese energy companies. While the Washington Post did not find that Joe Biden personally benefited from or knew the details about, wow, listen to the way that they said that it said they didn't know. They don't know if Joe Biden knew about this. Sounds like they're preparing for a impeachment investigation. Sounds like an impeachment question. Quite frankly, what did you know and when? Who's the big guy? Who is Celtic? Who are the people that, it, that, that who is the person that's being hidden in these documents? very easy to see. What led to World War II? Well, there's a lot of factors, but one of the leading ones was inflation. The German mark became worthless for the German people because of stupid policies. It was like a billion marks to buy a loaf of bread. Does that sound familiar? Have you checked the price of grain recently in America? This is what out-of-control inflation for a fiat currency looks like. Insane markups on everything from fuel to houses to used cars to bread. Get ready. It's going to hit you in the grocery store soon. Hedge against this type of insanity by investing in something real. Real value right now. Gold and silver from Birch Gold is a time-tested mark of value. Precious metals have historically been a safe haven in times of inflation. Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into tax-sheltered IRAs backed by gold and silver. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation to get this info. Text Benny to 989898 to get your free info kit now. Go gold right now before it's too late. The Washington Post reports new documents, which include a signed copy of a $1 million legal retainer, emails related to wire transfers and $3.8 million in consulting fees are confirmed in a new bank records and agreements signed by Hunter Biden illustrate the ways in which the family profited from their relationship built on Joe Biden's position. You call this pay-for-play, you call this illegal. This is precisely what pay-for-play means. You pay money and you get access to the vice president. And if the vice president knows about it, he's going down too. According to the Washington Post, the relationship between Hunter Biden and the Chinese energy, the company is called CEFC. We're going to call it the Chinese Energy Company. In December of 2015, when Joe Biden was still vice president, there it is. You want your smoking gun? You want your smoking gun on the table? You touch it, it's so hot, it burns you. There's your smoking gun. So hot, it burns you. After the deal was made in 2017, Hunter Biden would provide legal consulting services to the Chinese firm, sent around $5 million for a 14-month period. Hunter and his uncle with former with the former receiving the bulk of the money, meaning Hunter got the most of the money. Why? Could it be because Hunter was storing money for someone else? Why would Hunter get the most of the money here? He's the cokehead who has no experience. Joe Biden's brother should be getting most of the money, or is Hunter Biden stashing cash for some guy whose name rhymes with slow Biden? These transactions were flagged as potentially criminal in a report by the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network at the Treasury Department. The Washington Post reports, upon making the deal, Hunter Biden requested new keys to his office for Jill Biden, James Biden, and Joe Biden, as well as Chinese business executives. (laughs) They're going down. It's over. They're going down. Wow. Just astonishing. Again, I'm not reading to you from Infowars. I'm not reading to you from even Fox News. I'm reading to you from The Washington Post. <coughs> the Washington Post claims that they repeatedly asked Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon for copies of the laptop prior to the 2020 election. The requests were rebuffed or ignored. I can't speak to that. Uh, The Washington Post says that Maxi, Jack Maxi, provide them with a copy. So the Washington Post has a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop. Jack Posobiec, who has a copy of the laptop, friend of the show, has offered it for the pursual of other journalists multiple times. And the Washington Post could have had access much earlier. Strange that the Washington Post is choosing now. I was on War Room as a co-host frequently during 2020, Pasovik said, and both there and on my Twitter, which Washington Post has stalked for years, I publicly offered copies of the hard drive to the mainstream media. They never took me up on it. That's right, because they weren't interested in the story until it affected them. Until they knew that the Biden crime family was going down, without a doubt, and that they were ready to jump on the bandwagon. Because they wanted to save face. That's what this is all about. Tucker Carlson's thought on the sudden media interest in Hunter Biden's story Goes like this. There's a move against Biden from within the Democratic Party. I have no idea what it means, but it's obviously underway. That's what Tucker said last night. This is damning because nobody has been more right on this issue than Tucker. We know it. We state it definitively on this program. And we are also proud to be friends of Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, take it away. There is a move from inside the Democratic Party to destroy Joe Biden. Go. I also have filed legislation to strip the security clearances from the 51 national security officials who all lied to the country and said this was Russian disinformation. We now see that being walked back with Yet again, DOJ authorized leaks to CNN. I think it's really something, Tucker, that CNN comes out with this big piece today, saying, oh, the investigation into Hunter Biden is heating up a day after the FBI was humiliated by basic questions I asked in the Judiciary Committee about their efficacy, their work, their chain of custody, and the evidence they may have of a U.S. vulnerability that could be exploited by our adversaries. Yeah, there's something going on there. There is a move against Biden from within the Democratic Party. I have no idea what it means, but it's obviously underway. What are you watching here? You are watching coordination. Coordination is something that people of the left do with regularity. Members of Congress huddle with lib journos in order to tell them the talking points of the day. This happens. I've watched it happen. I've seen it happen with my own two eyeballs. Lib journalists walk into the White House in order to get their talking points. This happens. Coordination is real. These people are collectivists. They like to organize against regular Americans against the interest of their political opposition. This is a coordinated effort to take down Joe Biden. We believe on this program that Joe Biden has served his usefulness. Joe Biden was the perfect candidate in a sense. Nancy Pelosi often calls him the perfect. Joe Biden is perfect. You can hear Nancy Pelosi say that many times. What she means by that, it's very cruel actually, Cruella de Vil, man, what she means by that is that Joe Biden is a Dalmatian, That's ready to get skinned. That's what she means. She's driving her crazy-ass car, and she's ready to skin those puppies, and Joe Biden's family are the puppies trapped in her little nest. That's what Nancy Pelosi is talking about. Joe Biden's perfect because he's compromised. Joe Biden's perfect because they know exactly what to do when they want to get rid of him. If they want to get rid of Joe Biden, if they need Joe Biden out, all they have to do is just flip the switch on this story. All they have to do is just tell their lap dogs and attack dogs in the corporate press, hey, go time. Order 66. Execute Order 66. And then they all start talking about the laptop because they know that upon this laptop is going to be the destruction of Joe Biden. If Joe Biden gets in his fragile, feeble mind that he's actually doing a great job as president and that he's going to run again in 2024— now is the time. Release. Order 66. Release the laptop from hell. They hit it so that they could install Biden in office. And now that Joe Biden has outlived his expiration date and is utterly useless to them and is a drag on the entire party, it would be much easier for them to just get a clean break, a breakup from a toxic relationship. And Joe Biden is toxic. Joe Biden is... The 51st States movie, right? When you're dating the person with amnesia. Joe Biden doesn't even know he's there. Joe Biden has no idea what's happening. Joe Biden has no idea he's president. He has no idea that he called for Vladimir Putin's removal from office last week. He has no idea that he told the 82nd Airborne that they're going to get deployed to Ukraine or promised the use of chemical weapons against the Russians during an already hot war. Joe Biden is seen as senile by the vast majority of Americans. And indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we have some really devastating news As it pertains to Joe Biden's polling, Joe Biden went from 80% approval in a poll in Wisconsin, 80% approval with black Americans down to 56%. That's with black Americans. What you're having here is the destruction of an entire party. So what you have here is the destruction of an entire political party. I repeated myself because it's important. The Democrat brand is not a viable brand anymore for someone to run on. This is the uh this is the Milwaukee, University of Milwaukee law poll. Joe Biden's approval rating among whites has gone from fifty to forty. Blacks, it's gone from eighty-eight to fifty-six percent, and Hispanics it's gone from fifty-six percent to fifty-one percent the Democrat Party overlords and corporate overlords see that and they see the destruction of their party for a generation. And that's why they have to get Joe Biden out. For many reasons, but that is the key one. And if Joe Biden thinks for a hot second that he's going to run for president again, they had the kill switch the the whole time. They had the ejection button. And that's what they're doing right now. This is the ejection button on Joe Biden. And they're pushing it. And they're pushing it as hard as they can. They're going to break their index finger off. They're going to crack their fingernail and break their finger off, pushing the ejection button. And that's why you're seeing this happen right now. It is not because these people suddenly have morals. It is not because these people suddenly have truth on their side. It's because these people realize that they are finished unless they get rid of this doddering fool in the White House. Good luck. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. It seems like not only is the corporate press turning against Joe Biden, But also, the Federal Election Commission is turning against Hillary Clinton. Lordy, Good News Friday came early. Our cup runneth over, as they say. The Federal Election Commission has fined the Democratic National Convention and Hillary Clinton hundreds of thousands of dollars over the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. This is a very big deal. This is a very big deal. It should be leading all newscasts. And if we hadn't seen this Hunter Biden story collapse yesterday, we would be leading our day with this. Ladies and gentlemen, the federal election commission's fining Hillary Clinton hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is happening parallel to Donald Trump suing Hillary Clinton for lying about Russia. John Durham's investigation into Russiagate. And the Republicans going to be promising oversight for the Clinton campaign and their co-conspirators, including many members of the Biden administration, vis-a-vis the Russiagate lies and also the FBI and federal law enforcement. This is all happening in parallel. So often we see, as we mentioned in the last segment, the left functioning in parallel in concert with each other in order to get a prescribed result in order to push the window. This seems for the first time maybe in my adult life that the Republicans or that conservatives are actually functioning as a unit and moving toward an official goal. And now the FEC, which of course is not conservative and is leftist by every measure. Remember the FEC are the people who essentially oversee elections and compliance with elections. These are the people that think that Chris Wallace is a conservative and that he should be moderating a debate. But I digress. Hillary Clinton getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for lying to the FEC. Uh, That should raise some eyebrows and it certainly did at Fox News. Check it out. The Federal Election Commission is reportedly fining Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign and the Democratic National Committee over allegations they violated federal law. They're accused of disguising money spent on opposition research on then-candidate Donald Trump. The Coolidge-Reagan Foundation published a letter said to be from the FEC in response to the foundation's complaint. It says the DNC and the Clinton campaign agreed not to contest the findings, but did not admit wrongdoing. The Democratic Party agreed to pay a penalty of $105,000. The Clinton campaign fine was 8000 The FEC is not commenting. So the answer to why this is happening is very simple. The FEC needs to see who you are paying campaign money to. You can only spend campaign money in very certain ways. You have to make sure you're on the up and up and you have to disclose where you're spending your money. You can't secretly pay yourself millions of dollars out of the kitty for people who donated to your campaign. For instance, some people do, and they often go to prison for that. So the Federal Elections Commission's job is to ensure that that doesn't happen. And so when Hillary Clinton was paying a law firm in order to shop around, Her fake dossier to federal law enforcement, such as the FBI, (laughs) Michael Sussman, Michael Sussman is just saying, Oh, hey, hey, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and leave this right here. It's a dossier. It says that Donald Trump is a criminal and that he committed a bunch of crimes. I'm just going to leave it here. It's a dossier for you. You know, you can look at it if you want. Maybe you don't want to. Who knows? Maybe you have a cup of coffee and you you read the dossier. A lot of stuff in there. Where did it come from? Who am I working for? I don't know. I'm just like a guy. I just... Out of the goodness of my heart. And then as soon as he leaves the FBI building, Michael Sussman bills Hillary Clinton for millions of dollars for doing that. Well, that's called fraud. That's not legal. And you have to disclose those kind of relationships. Hillary Clinton did not. The Federal Election Commission fined the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign for lying about the funding of the infamous and now discredited Russian dossier used to smear Donald Trump For weeks before the election, and it shocked the world in 2016, Uh, the election agency said that Clinton and the DNC violated strict rules on describing expenditures of payments funneled to opposition research firms, Fusion GPS, through their firm. It gets convoluted, but the simple reality is this. Hillary Clinton, of course, paid for the dirty dossier, which is discredited and lies. Then she paid to have it shopped around, merchandised around through D.C., a combined 100000 dollars was paid by the treasurer of the DNC and the Clinton campaign to the law firm Perkins Coie for the Fusion GPS information. Uh, the rat's nest continues and continues and continues. The memo stated that the Clinton campaign for the DNC are, uh, argued that they were correct in describing their payments for legal advice and services uh, that, of course, is not true, and they violated campaign law, and now they're having to pay uh, $105,000 and $8,000, respectively, the DNC and the Clinton campaign themselves. Uh, this was a memo that went out from the Coolidge-Reagan Foundation, saying this may well be the first time that Hillary Clinton, one of the most evidently corrupt politicians in American history, has actually held been held legally accountable. God bless, yes, the Wonderful news keeps raining down from the sky. I'm proud to have forced the FEC to do their job for once. The Coolidge Reagan Foundation provided with pluck and grit. Americans who are standing with integrity and stand up to the Clinton machine. Good for them. Good for them. Clinton has in the past defended her campaign spending for information and the work of her campaign lawyer, Mike Mark Eilis, one of the biggest scumbags in human history and Fusion GPS, compiled the dossier and hired a British spy, Christopher Steele, to dig further on Trump. And who did Christopher Steele use as sources in Russia? Various members of the Russian intel community and dirty Russian spies. So dirty Russian spies shopped Russian disinformation through the dossier into our press about Donald Trump. In case you were wondering who was rigging the election on behalf of the Russians, it was Hillary Clinton. And now she's paying for it. And hopefully she'll pay much, much more. Donald Trump released a statement on this and said, well, where do I get my reputation back? Wow. Just out that 2016 Clinton campaign and the DNC paid paid the FEC today for violating the law by failing to disclose their payments and legal services from the law firm Perkins Coie. In fact, a guys to hire numerous companies all of whom are now defendants in my lawsuit Donald Trump is suing Hillary Clinton in parallel. I have stated many times and is now confirmed a hoax funded by the DNC and the Clinton campaign. This corruption is only beginning to be revealed. This un-American This is un-American and must never be allowed to happen again. Where do I get my reputation back? That's such a good point. The point is pretty simple here. You voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Did you? I did. My wife did. Did you? If you voted for Donald Trump in 2016, you should have a class action lawsuit against Hillary. A trillion bajillion dollars. That's what we should charge Hillary Clinton and the DNC. Because what they did by inventing This smear against Trump, this hoax against Trump, is rob us of the president that we voted for. You know, we have a right as Americans to get the government that we voted for. Now, let's say hypothetically that Donald Trump sucked as president. Let's say that his presidency was a disaster. We would all have to sit there and go, shucks. Well, don't make that mistake again. And then we don't vote for him in 2020. That's fine. Let's say Donald Trump was everything that he said he was going to be, and he was a disaster, and he led to World War III, and he collapsed the currency, and he collapsed America's standing uh, uh, around the world. None of that happened. You know, in fact, in spite, and Donald Trump deserves so much credit for this, man. I don't know how the guy does it. But in spite of the fact that he had every single organ in the federal government and the corporate press and corporate America turned against him and slandering him, In fact, libeling him in the worst thing that can happen to a president, which is multiple impeachments and special counsels being interned to investigate you. Dude, Donald Trump, squeaky clean as a whistle out of all that. And it still had $2 gasoline, cheap groceries, best economy we've seen in my lifetime in America, a wonderful and peaceful world, a world where people were actually getting together together. Middle Eastern nations were recognizing Israel. North Korea was, I mean, starting to like play ball and be rational. Good world, actually. America was becoming strong and we weren't seeing this polarization now that we're seeing across the world into factions and camps, which will in turn end up destroying the sovereignty and the peace that we have on this planet. So the truth is, you were robbed. You were robbed of an opportunity by Hillary Clinton. She was actually after you. Jesse Smollett, when he commits a hate crime, he's after you. You are the person who's the victim here. You, innocent Americans who just wanted to have America standing back in the world. You voted for Donald Trump because you liked what he said. You wanted to build the wall. You wanted a strong America. You said, here you go. Here's my vote for Donald Trump. And Hillary Clinton said, I hate you. I hate you. And it's my job to make sure that you get nothing and that your vote is destroyed and your rights are desecrated because you have a right to vote for this guy and to get the government that you want. And because I didn't get my way, I am going to be a vile, venomous person and I'm going to shop for years this lie that I created. Man, we will never be made whole again, but it's wonderful to see at the very least small rotations in the wheels of justice. Slowly the wheels of justice turn and Hillary Clinton getting fined is a positive result. Another positive result would be the federal mask mandate getting dropped all across the country. And that is happening right now too. How many good stories can we have in a single show? I don't know. I'm, go- I'm through the roof right now. 21 states file a lawsuit against federal mask mandates on transportation led by Ron DeSantis. Look at that unity right there. Look at that spectacular map. Do you live in one of those states or one of those states, your state? Bravo to you. God bless you. Way to have strong leadership. Let's read from thehill.com. More than 20 states filed a lawsuit on Tuesday against the federal mass mandate on transportation, which has been extended to April 18th, saying that it violates the Constitution and violated Administrative Procedure Act. 21 states claimed claimed that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, had not allowed for public comment for more than a year since the federal transportation mass mandate was first issued. They also claimed that they were negatively impacted by the mask mandate because it required states to expend resources to enforce the mandate. Absolutely correct. This harmed states' sovereign interests because many states have laws or policies prohibiting or discouraging mask requirements in the context of mask mandate applying. Well, that's a really good argument there. It's a federalist argument, of course. While speaking during the press conference on Tuesday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, of course, I mean, because of course said that the federal requirement was not grounded in science. It's not something you that's grounded in any science because if you have somebody sitting at a window seat and they're nibbling on peanuts for two and a half hours, they, they can have their masks down. Ron DeSantis, there we go. You have a person in the middle seat who's not eating, and if you just wanted to read a magazine without a mask, then somehow that would be a big problem. Well, that's the quote from the governor that's the quote from the governor. The CDC says otherwise. Those are the two sides of this argument. Who's going to win? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that the states will win. And why do I think that? Because federalism is actually really, really rooted in our constitution. You know, if you want to go live without paying taxes, join an Amish community. They pay like zero taxes. The Amish communities are taxed completely different. There are entire communities and sections of our society that just sort of live as they please. They get protections, they get rights, and they're able to go off and do what they wish. If you ever fly over America, like I do, we travel regularly for the show and so on. If you ever fly over America, you'll look down and see that, man, the vast majority of America is pretty much open space. People live inside of these cities like rats on top of each other. You don't have to live like that. You can fly over America and look around and see, wow, America is like open and for sale and it's mass parts of this country are not inhabited. My brother-in-law right now is a cattle rancher in Montana. And what does he do day and night travel trails that have never seen an automobile tire mark on them, never seen a motorized vehicle go up into mountainsides that perhaps man has never even stood on before. He says that it's so vast and the wilderness is so expansive that you can pretty much guarantee that you're the first person, the first human man to ever like look out and see these vistas vestiges, these beautiful beautiful wilderness creations by God. We've been blessed with a massive country. We live on like our own continent essentially. Most countries are teeny, they're really small. you know Israel's is like the size of New Jersey It's a lot nicer than New Jersey it's the size of New Jersey sorry if you live in New Jersey. but ladies and gentlemen, that's America. America has a big wild wilderness that where people can go off and make their own decisions and can live as they please. That's pretty much the promise of this country, and that's why people moved here for hundreds and hundreds of years, and that's why people continue to want to move here. We think they should do it legally, of course, not illegally, but nonetheless. That's the draw. And so here we have a lawsuit saying from the states of Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Utah, Virginia, and West Virginia, if you live in those states, I wanted to give you all a shout out, saying we as states can live as we please, and that's the promise of this country, and you're violating our constitutional rights, damn it, if you force us into federal mandates, which you have no constitutional authority. We are sovereign states, and we can do as we want. We'll see. Sounds like a strong argument to me. The Hill has reached out to the White House and Department of Homeland Security for comment. They haven't received any comment. The development comes as U.S. airlines made a similar push earlier this month to get rid of the federal mass mandates on transportation, such as trains and airlines. This is not a function of how they are trained, they said. And they said that the challenges frustrate customers and their employees alike. This turn takes a toll on their own well-being, the airline executives wrote. Good for them. These are airline executives finally having a backbone and a spine, unlike the corporate shills at Disney, and standing up for their employees. Good on them. Standing up for their passengers. Good on them. I traveled recently to Nashville to go do a show with the Daily Wire. Candace Owens show. Love Candace, obviously. My girl. And Candace Owens, man she was like, how's the flight in? And I said, well, you know what? It's super weird because I live in Florida. I'm traveling to Tennessee. I live in a red state. You do your show in a red state and neither of these States have any COVID restrictions. They got rid of their mass mandates like eons ago. This, these States have been wide open yet. I get on a teeny little aluminum can to fly from Tampa to Nashville in this little aluminum can and way up high in the sky, 30,000 foot up is like Dr. Fauci, his COVID nightmare still exists. His like Fauciite nightmare, like still somehow weirdly like is trapped in time. Like it was March of 2020 all over again. It's like It's stuck frozen in time up in the air. It's totally psychotic. And we are very, very proud that Florida is leading the charge here ladies and gentlemen we're very proud to be a new florida resident we of course moved from washington dc where we had lived for 10 plus years my family we are proud to be having our first florida baby the next in this uh, this next month uh we are pl- uh, very glad to be adding to, plus one to florida's population uh and we're bl- glad to be adding plus two registrations to florida's republican uh, Republican voter rolls, but it's not just us. For the first time in history, Florida's registered Republican voters have outnumbered Democrats by over 100,000 for the first time. This according to Fox News. Holy Moses. Give up now. Libs in Florida. The red wave is brewing in Florida as registered Republican voters now outnumbered Democrats by 100,000 for the first time in state history. This information is obtained by Fox News exclusively. At the end of the 2021, Florida GOP voter registration numbers officially overtook the state's Democratic Party, giving Republicans an edge in the state shifting solidly red. Now Republicans in Florida outnumber Democrats for the first time for over 100,000 voters, both new registrant and party switches. Party switches is a thing. Party switches is a thing. I live in Tampa, which is a very light blue city. Light blue city, got a Democrat mayor here. She was the one enforcing mask mandates, but then going and partying, right? Maskless back in the day, right? This is a, a year ago. Partying maskless at a Tampa Bay Lightning game. Such hypocrites, these people. I live, and my my Florida neighbors come up to me, and they're like kind of JFK Democrats, right? They're like cultural Democrats. I live like in the city in Tampa. And and they're they, they all call themselves DeSantis Democrats. Never heard this term. Love this term. We're at cocktail parties and so on you know people throw up a pool party right for a neighbor 40th birthday party whatever we we come over kate and i come over bring a bottle of wine and the neighbor's like talking to me about politics like we love what you do and we're desantis democrats we're democrats and we still like what you do come on baby just switch parties Hundreds of thousands of people are switching parties. A spokesperson for Ron DeSantis' campaign told Fox News Digital that the surge in Republican voters broke 101,000. There's no beating around the fact that the historic gains are because of Ron DeSantis, the Florida Republican Party executive director, uh, said in a statement to Fox News. Florida voters are appreciative of of the plausible sense of freedom that he has created in our state. Unemployment is lower than the national average. Our schools are open. There is no lockdowns. There are no masks. Voters recognize that the governor is a champion for families and businesses alike. Beware, all you libs who come and enter here. Beware, Disney. This is not California. This ain't the woke rodeo of some of these older, other broken states. Remember how you were locked down in California, locked out of your theme parks for a year or more? California locked Disney parks down. Florida was the best thing to ever happen to Disney. They should keep that in mind. Let me just tell you I'm having a number of phone calls with people. There are some real moves in the state against Disney. They think that they can try and dive into woke policy. Dude, you run a cartoon mouse company, don't test the people here in Florida. Some bad things could be happening to Disney. They uh, receive a lot of benefits in the state. A lot of really cush primo benefits are given to Disney in the state because they bring in a lot of people. Those benefits can be given and they can be taken away. Life can be made very, very hard for corporations that are seen as engaging in political activity, uh, sticking their fat mousy nose, cartoon mousy nose, into areas where they should be let alone. These are sovereign states. It's called the United States of America, not the United Corporations of America. By the way, Disney does, we checked, do n- numerous cruises and make makes billions, maybe trillions of dollars off countries where homosexuality is illegal. Just remind people that when they bring up the so-called Don't Say Gay Bill parental rights and education bill. But I digress. Florida Republican voter registration increased through, throughout President Biden's first year in office. It skyrocketed, actually. When I got elected governor, DeSantis said, we had t- uh, 280,000 more registered Democrats than Republicans in the state of Florida. Wolf. Today, it's probably... It will probably be full, fully publicized very soon. For the first time in the history of Florida, we have overtaken Democrats. There are more registered Republicans in Florida than Democrats. Yes, that's right. Internal numbers also show Republicans have gained on Democrats in pro- traditionally blue Miami-Dade County. Democrats who hold the county with 500,000 registrants and vote uh, Republicans, 400,000 registrants, uh, accounts for roughly a 100,000 registrant difference. Even Ron DeSantis. Even Ron DeSantis is polling positively in the most Democrat county in the state. It's abysmal. It's why the DCCC, I'm sorry, why the Democrat Governors Association uh, uh, is not giving any money to Florida candidates. Did you know that? The Democrat Governors Association refuses to play in Florida because they know the state is lost (laughs) for them. And it's a beautiful thing and a bastion of freedom for us. Several factors could be playing into the shift, including inflation, COVID-19 protocol, several controversial policies like defunding the police, critical race theory, as well as the state's population increase uh, during the pandemic. The Florida Democratic Party did not respond to Fox News' request for comment. (laughs) Oh, man. This is a beauty. Ladies and gentlemen... Good news all around. We love good news on the show, and we like bringing it to you. We like to tell you the things that the corporate press will not, and we like to inform you. An informed America is a strong America. A strong America is an America with a middle class, America that has wealth and land and has knowledge in their head. That's what's made us the most powerful political party in human history. I'm not talking Republican or Democrat. I'm talking in human history. The most powerful political party in the world is freedom-minded parents and middle-class, educated people in this country who love this place a great deal. We love this place a lot. That's why on The Benny Show, we have three priorities. That's it, above all, in this order. God, family, country. That's what we love on this show. We're going to fight to protect it. We were born free men and women, and we intend to stay that way. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show. See ya.